Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Hello, jumping in to do a live, um, a gut follow that I decided I wanted to share a story of what it's really like in the moment. And I call myself a storytelling NLP trainer. And what does that mean? It means that like learning how to share stories, learning how to share it from a lens of not being a victim of the story and NLP is neurolinguistic programming. So what am I making the story mean? How do I see the story differently? What tools can I use to shift it? So when I think of storytelling NLP, it feels very appropriate for this story. Now, to start, it is a real-time story. I don't always share real in the moment. Um, but I feel called. And so I'm just going to follow something because I feel called. How to navigate through the muck when sometimes the muck is really heavy. It's hard to move. And it's like, I don't know what to do with this. So we're in this space right now where, you know, I want to share that it's always important that you share your own story. You don't share somebody else's story. You don't share something that involves other people that's not about you. And I've got lots of podcast episodes where I have shared on how do you do it and how do you navigate a story and share it and leave everyone in integrity. It is possible. I think it's very important. I think that if you can't share it and leave others in integrity, then don't share it. Now, I also think that it is really important when it comes down to it that we treat each other with respect. Now, I am so not new to getting smashed by comments online or really ruffling feathers. And I think that I don't have a quote in front of me, but I heard a quote the other day that said, like, the people who are going to be the most upset by your authenticity is because they don't know how to be authentic themselves. And so if there's a lot of negative comments on this video, then I will probably be in a space of, you know, blocking, whatever, because it's, I'm sharing it with a lens. If you're ever in a space where you really want to climb all over somebody's comments or somebody's post, then I always say, like, ask if you are walking in their shoes. Because if you're not walking in their shoes, you actually don't know what they're walking through. And... I don't think we know what anyone else is walking through. We think that we do. We see glimpses of their life online and we think that we know what they're walking through, but we don't. And so that's the other piece that I want to share. Um, 
the old me would fight like hell through every single story, would push in to constant burnout, would was the fighter perfectionist that when I felt like there was a person who was being taken advantage of, when something was going wrong, when I felt like I was backed into a corner, this part of me would come out that was this fighter. And that fighter is a person who has supported me and helped me many times over. But she's also, it's exhausting and has wasted a crap ton of energy fighting battles that really weren't even a mind to fight half the time. And so I've learned over time how to navigate some of these challenges. And it's sometimes it's like in the live moment, like we can share what did I do when it's done? And I felt really called today. I was talking to one of my colleagues and teammates, and she's like, I think you should share this because I think that it is helpful for people who are walking through it. And it's just going to be super, super honest and real. So last week we were navigating through some some challenging times, dealing with something that was outside of my control, but I was really working hard to, you know, lead myself, do what I could, et cetera. And then um, we kind of got hit with some news out of left field that I wasn't expecting. And I realized this is something that can trigger and upset a whole lot of people. But I want to share how I've navigated through it. Maybe there'll be something there for you. So back in 2019, I worked a full-time job. I was a kinesiologist. I actually worked 52 weeks that year. That is not a badge of honor. I am just being so brutally honest. And because my husband had lost his job. And so I worked that whole year. And when I did at the end of the year, my taxes did everything, blah, blah, blah. Hit 2020 and March 17th and I lost my job, completely lost my job. And as I lost that job, um, it actually didn't come back until August. And I was unable to work. I was actually even unable to work online based on our college's um, requirements. And so I had no choice but to jump in and actually try and create my business, which is literally what I did. The next day, March 18th, got up, started working full on force with my job to figure out how can I make a living in online space. I was a week shy of turning 50. So, you know, many people reinventing themselves. Now you're doing it at 50. And it was a very uncharted waters. And during that time, our government introduced CERB and um, I took the minimum that I could possibly do because my job was gone. And I felt that, you know, I had a basic mortgage to pay and life. So, I did what I could. I took the minimum that I could and I went out of my way, paid extra, paid, did these things and did taxes. Like I feel like I'm doing everything the right way possible. And 2020 is done, roll into 2021, 2022, doing all of these things to continue to grow a business online, which is not always easy, right? Like the online space changes really fast and you're in a space of, you know, connecting and growing with and connecting and meeting other people. And so you're growing this business, sometimes learning just like a student, like anything else. And so it's been, you know, the entrepreneurial roller coaster is never this. It's like this and it's like messy and all of these things 
Plus, then you have a ton of life stuff happening at the same time. In the last three years, we've published two collaborative books, and I have actually published um, one other collaborative chapter and now currently working with authors to, to help them to write and share their story. And so as this is all unfolding, I find out last week out of nowhere that it was deemed that I was not eligible to take what I did um, story-wise. And again, this is not, this is not like a bash the government. This is not nothing. I'm just being super honest. How do you navigate the shit when you're in it is what I really want to share. And um, it caught me up completely by surprise. I even met with my accountants. We've done everything and they're like, yeah, um, yeah, it's just, it, this is the way it is. And I had a lot of anger and a lot of frustration, and I really did not know what to do with it. I, I literally didn't. And this was all while still juggling a lot of personal family things. And so it's been a week, and I wanted to share, like, how do I see it differently? And how do I navigate the shit when the shit feels heavy and big? Because we're, life is, life never shows up with a plan to let you know what's going to happen next, right? It doesn't. It's, it's, it comes at you sometimes from many different angles. And I feel like our job is to lead ourselves as best as we can. And when you lead yourself as best as you can, then you're in this space where it is, you're more prepared for what life might be bringing your way. And so this, this is one of the first things that I do when this happens. When, well, like something like this, that is like, feels like it's out of my control. My frustration wants to boil over. I literally want to scream at somebody. It's like, how do I navigate this? And the first thing I do is like, make sure I have all the right information. And then the next thing I do is I actually reach out to a friend. I've got a number of incredible people in my circle that I have built, that I have built and allowed um, them in space because I feel safe with them. They feel safe with me. And here's a beautiful thing is, is that like vulnerability, that's another whole issue, but vulnerability is something people are so afraid of. And actually it will allow you to connect with the most incredible people. The people who in my life who I feel the closest to, the only way that is happened is because we've built a connection based on very low vulnerable moments. Those moments you don't want to share with somebody else, that's how you build those relationships. And I reached out to um, a couple of them and I was like, do you have a second to hold space? So what does that mean? It means that friends are, if I have, I used to have friends who were like, let me fix this for you. And in the process is when you're trying to fix something for somebody else, you're actually not supporting them. You're not supporting them. You're not giving them an opportunity to navigate it themselves and not, and really actually blocking an opportunity for them to grow. And so with my friends that I have these connections with, it is a space of, can you hold space? Can you, can you support me through this? And it's like, yeah, what can I do? What do you need? That's what they do. It's really important because here's the thing. I didn't want to stay stuck in this energy. I didn't want to stay stuck in this situation, but I couldn't figure out how to navigate it. And so in this phase, when you're trying to, you know, ask for support from friends, how do I navigate this? What do I do? 
staying stuck is a choice, right? Staying stuck is, um, sometimes we do a lot of that and nothing changes. It's actually exhausting. I want you to think of the energy of mud and that you're stuck in it and you're trudging through mud and you're not moving anywhere. And if you don't move and you reach out to people who only want to feed that, you know, um, anger and resentment, the lower vibrations, et cetera, then you're all stuck in the mud, like nobody's moving. And what happens is the longer you stay in the mud, the harder it is to move. And it gets easier to stay there because it's a lot of work to move. And I just want to stay in the space and I want to feel like a victim and I want to be pissed off at the world and I want to do all these things. And I get that. Like, I get it. I've done it. But living there is a very different thing. And I want to just speak to the people who don't want to live there and give yourself grace that it's okay to be in that space. Like it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's just another to not want to live there. And so when we're in that space, it makes made me think of like, I'm asking for support from a friend. I'm like, I don't know how to navigate this. I don't know what to do. Like I... I didn't see this coming. This was not something that I expected. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. So how do I navigate this? And so the support was, the support was there. And so it reminded me of a couple of phrases that I use with myself. And I really just want to share them with you. Maybe they will support you in how do you navigate it in the live moments? What do you do? And this took me back to a time when things were very heightened with our kids. When our kids were younger, my entire platform, I'm open and I share it, is this space that it was built on. We were parents dealing with teen substance abuse. My book, podcast, all came from learning how to share a difficult and vulnerable story. And it has not been an easy road. But one of the things that I always reminded myself of is that I am in this position because I know what to do. I'm in this position because I have the answers. I'm in this position because I'm capable of finding my way through. I might not like the answers. That is a different, that's a different statement. But I'm here because I know what to do next. And I would just build that belief in myself is that like, you can do this because you're here in the situation, not by accident. And that would allow me to shift and be able to find a way to find answers of how do I move through this? And in that space, the second reframe that I would use is today, like right in the, right in the present, present moment with all of the information that I have. I am making the best decision with the information that I have. The second I make a decision, like 30 seconds from now, I might have different information. Tomorrow, I might have different information. A week, I have way more. A month, lots more. One year, way more. And so when the space, when I'm referring to back in 2020, as I was trying to navigate how to build a business from losing my job completely and being in this space that did I make the best decisions that I could at that time with the information that I had? The answer is yes. And so I was able to sit down and navigate that energy and think, okay, do I wish I had never taken any extra support from the government? A hundred percent. I'm sure that's even going to be censored, the fact that I said the word government. Um, but did I? do I wish that I had not taken? Yes. 
did I make the best decision that I could at that time? And the answer is yes. And so that allows me to release some of that guilt, shame, frustration, and step into forgiveness. Because when we can move and shift into forgiveness, we can change our energy of what we're able to see as possible. When we stay in the low vibration of the anger, resentment, frustration, and only live there back in the muck, we won't even see a, a potential possibility to shift out of it because it's not available. It could literally be right there in front of you, but you've got the blinders on because you're so angry that you won't see the possibilities that are there. And so our thoughts are only ever predicting the past or replaying the future. That's it. That's all they're ever doing. And so when we're in this space, that is something that happens. And so that's the, I know the power of our thoughts. I'm an NLP trainer. I know the power of our thoughts. Like I literally do. And that doesn't mean that I don't struggle when I have moments. It really doesn't mean that I don't struggle when I have moments. Um, so that second reframe is, did I make the best decision that I could at that time in 2020? And the answer is yes. It's yes that I did. And so if I keep replaying anger and frustration based on decisions that I made three years ago, then I am blocking what is available for me now moving forward. I'm not even seeing what's available for me now and moving forward. So that question is one that I use regularly. Even when I have to make a really difficult decision, which happens all the time, it's like, how do I make this decision? I'm like, based on the information that I have today, is this the best decision that I could make? And a lot of times I'm like, today it is, Marsha, and we're just going to move forward. And that means that I won't hold myself captive of a decision that I made in the past because I did the best that I could with the information that I had. And so that leads me to, um, I'm sure lots of people have heard this quote before, but it is like the quote of two wolves. And it made me think of this as I was really trying to figure out how to put these thoughts into words. And it is the story of two wolves. A Cherokee elder was teaching his young grandson about life. A fight is going on inside of me. He said to the boy, it's a terrible fight and it is between two wolves one is evil, he is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, self-doubt, and ego. The other is good. He is joy. He is peace. He is love. He is hope. He is serenity, humility, kindness, um, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside of every other person around you. You like every other person is literally battling these two wolves at all times. And the boy thought for a minute and said to his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the elder simply said, the one you feed. It's always the one you feed. So you get to decide which wolf you're going to feed. Last week, I fed the wolf that was full of anger, resentment, frustration, um, comparison, not feeling that it's fair. And I get that. Like, I get that. I lived there. I was in that space. Then I shifted. I hit a point from asking myself those questions to then shift it and say, okay, which wolf are you going to feed, Marsha? Like, which one are you going to feed? Are you going to feed the one that's going to give you solutions or are you going to feed the one who's going to keep you stuck? You get to choose. And so when you feed the anger and resentment, 
there's no solutions there. That's a victim mindset. I know victim mindset very, very well because I spent a lot of time there. But when you stay there, no change ever happens. There's no room for change. You haven't made room for change. You're not in a space where you can allow change to happen. So when you feed the fear, negative emotions, and you feed all those low vibrations, they just grow. They actually just grow. They get bigger. They get more powerful. They feed. It's like they feed on this virus of what you are holding on to. And so even if you're trying to tread your way out of the muck, feeding on those low vibe emotions, you're literally just keeping yourself stuck in that space. And so remember, you get to choose which wolf you feed. And so when I'm in that space, I think about like all of the amount of work and reading and podcasts and things that I've done that have helped me to have a different perspective and to see things differently. And as I do that, that helps me to move forward and make a different decision. And I want to say that it's it's important to do all of that work, like all of that groundwork to better lead yourself, listen to the podcast, read the books, like just get in the rooms, do the things. It is so helpful to help you to grow belief in yourself and it still requires action. I mean, all of the information in the world won't change a damn thing if you don't get into action. Like it really won't. So even though I sat there and I went, okay, I have to feed a different wolf. I have to ask different questions. I've got it. Like I've got to do these things it still requires action. And so the last step of what I did this past week was to ask myself, how can I get bigger than the problem? How can I get bigger than the problem? How can I get bigger than the problem? That's a Chris Harder quote. I've heard it for so long and it, it I, I say it consistently. This is the problem. I don't feel it's fair the way that it has unfolded. I'm sure I'm not the only one um, who is experiencing this. It feels like it's been a bit of a trap and a slippery slope. Again, did I make the best decision that I could at the time with the information that I have in the situation that I was in? The answer is yes. I had to say that. Yes, I did. And so this is where I'm at right now. And how do I navigate it? So the only option I have left is how can I get bigger than the problem? How can I get bigger than the problem? And that means that if I get bigger than the problem, I stop micromanaging the fine details of the problem and beating myself up and I get bigger. I go out, I zoom out, I look at the bigger perspective. How can I see this differently? How can I look at this differently? How? What am I not seeing? And then I start to get into like, show me all the different possibilities, show me all the opportunities. How can I get bigger than this problem? Because getting bigger than the problem all of a sudden allows you to see possibilities, opportunities, people that will cross your path that will help you to navigate that problem even faster than what you can do it on your own. Because you're not supposed to do it on your own. Like we have so many people suffering in silence. It's unreal. Suffering in silence, mental health, addiction, suicide, people suffering in silence and this is something that can help to navigate some of this. this is not the only answer. I'm not saying that. I just know that I believe my entire platform has been built on talking about the things that people don't want to talk about. Talking about it from a lens and perspective of how can we give ourselves more grace, more compassion, more kindness as we're navigating really difficult times. And I really believe this is like one of my number one life lessons I am here to learn. 
I really do because I'm learning because I have spent my entire life being my biggest own biggest critic. My entire life I've spent being my own biggest critic. And so I'm learning how can I navigate this differently? How can I do this with a lens of love? How can I give myself some forgiveness? And how can I share this that maybe it will help support others in how to navigate something too? So that's going to tie into an episode on shame that is coming out on the podcast. And it's like the actual cost of shame and how it's gripping and holding us back from what we're capable of doing in our life. But when we learn how to let go, forgive ourselves, know that we did the best that we could with the information at the time, decide what wolf we're feeding and get bigger than the problem, I believe we will start to see solutions right in front of us. We will start to find opportunities. And so as much as I share and the things that I do on this page and this podcast is I share a lot of these tools and trip tips and strategies and things that I use to help myself to navigate, it's also a time not to play small, not to hide, to, as my friend Meg always says, like flex your chest and share what you do. I mean, this is the work that I do. I I am here helping people learn how to share their stories, heal their stories, use their voice, become outspoken in their own life. And for many, they are also going through a space of becoming like a coaching certification, NLP coaching certification called Outspoken, which is like way too perfect for what I'm talking about today. And so that is ongoing. And the next cohort is starting in January. And we're also doing Write Your Damn Book Mastermind, which is starting next week. So I am not going to hide. I'm not going to stay quiet. And I'm not going to play small anymore because it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve the people that I am here to support. Um, yeah, it's a time to play bigger. It's a time to stop playing small for you as well. It really is. It's a time to play bigger and don't hide your gifts. Use your gifts because when you get bigger than the problem, you will see those solutions and the people who can help you to navigate through this difficult time. So if this has supported you, please let me know. Feel free to connect. Feel free to share this. I just knew I wanted to find a way to share this story that we're walking through that completely blindsided us um, to share it with you. And maybe some of these steps of like in the moment, what it's really like in the moment could support you in how to move forward through a really difficult time. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Mm -hmm.